0: Before uh, I get after it, I just wanted to take a moment uh, and share my gratitude to the Lord for, for our music. I, I've been at a lot of parishes. Uh, this and St. Mark are my 10th and 11th, I think. Um, it's just such a blessing to have beautiful music. Thank you. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, If you'd ever like truly terrible music, I can take over. Okay, that's sad. Uh, Today, when we talk about the Eucharist, there's there's so much to say that you are always in danger of me uh, talking way too much. Uh, There is a lot to say on this topic. And so when it comes up, I spend a good amount of time through the week, Jesus, where do you want me to go with this one? What do God's people need? To hear, um, and what I felt uh, as throughout this week in prayer is obviously what I'm going to share with you. Uh, and if you're a fan of the Eucharist, and good Lord, if you're not, you should join, you know, a non-Catholic church, right? Uh, uh, you might think, well, why didn't he talk about? And I so get it. I wanted to, but we only have an hour, right, uh, to do this together. So. When we talk about the Eucharist, the church says it is the font and the summit of our faith. The font meaning it waters the garden. Every beautiful thing we got in this church, uh, not this building, but capital C Church, is because of the Eucharist. Um, If you study a little history, the church will horrify you. If you study a lot of history, it will blow you away how beautiful she is. The unspeakably amazing things the church has done through the ages—that's because of the Eucharist. The other stuff, well, that's because of us. Yeah, <laughs> that's because of sin. Um, and it's also the summit. Uh, what does the church mean by that? It's the—it's the highest thing. It's the only sacrament we call the blessed sacrament, right? We don't call uh, first. Con- uh, well, we do. Uh, we don't call reconciliation the blessed sacrament. We don't call anointing of the sick the blessed sacrament. And there's a few others that I'm probably going to forget, but here's the key. We call the Eucharist the blessed sacrament. Why? Because it's insane. It's objectively crazy. And it's something you and I would never come up with. It's something you and I could never really pull off. That's why we have what's called a Savior. We needed saving. And ultimately, it's a gift that reflects God's obsession with you. When we talk about the passion of Christ or the Paschal mystery... Or if you've seen uh, at baptisms and funerals and all during the Easter season, that big old candle, right, that's usually up here, it's called the Paschal candle, it's all the same word in Greek, just conjugated differently, but what it refers to is a love that consumes. It's a love that's so intense, it consumes that that which has it. That's why we show it as a candle, because the flame consumes the candle, and God's passion for you consumed him till there was nothing left. There's a lot of rules in Catholicism uh, and if you don't know that just let me know. I, I can do a whole thing on that, yeah? And honestly I think to some extent we could memorize all those rules and even try to live them and have no idea who God is if we don't understand this, that the font and summit of our faith, the starting point has to be, love loves me. And love loves me so much that it pours itself out for me. And the Eucharist is our best example of that. What is the Eucharist? It's the presence of God. Body, soul, flesh, divinity, in the Eucharist, in the little piece of bread. Just, I think six weeks ago, I talked to you about this, but I'm gonna do it again, because that's why they pay me the huge money, okay? When, whenever you think of a human person, I want you to think of a human the same way the church does, because this is really kind of the key for the whole banana. We believe that a human person is a body-soul unity. That's what we believe. That's really, really, really important. The body's not a shell. Your body was made for your soul. They're together. And they're divided in death and reunited at the second coming of Jesus. But what you and I do recognize, I hope, is that there's a part of us that's visible, that's touchable, seeable, and there's a part of us that's invisible, untouchable, unseeable. We call that outside, the visible, the touchable. We call that, now I just froze, the form, okay? The form. So when you look at me, right? Chiseled abs, long flowing hair, savage good looks. Um, Oh, sorry, that's your homily. I, I, uh, (laughs) This just got awkward. Uh, We've got the form. And all of our forms are basically the same, right? Uh, you can tell a human by looking at it. You can look and say, oh, that's a human, by their physical, their outside. But while our forms are all similar torso, head, legs, and arms we're all different because of the invisible thing the personality, the love, the soul. That which binds and animates all the stuff inside of us. That's called our substance. So to everything that is, we say there's a form and a substance. The form is outside and it's visible. The substance is inside and it's invisible. And that invisible thing is what's defining. It's what makes you, you. Instead of just human, mat instead of just human soup. When we talk about the Eucharist, we say, do you know this one, transubstantiation? Which is really long if you write it out. Transubstantiation, changing of the substance. The invisible is changed. The bread looks the same, tastes the same, before and after Mass. But the thing that makes it bread at the height of this ceremony, is transformed into God. Not an imitation of God. Not a cheap knockoff. God Himself. That's nuts. Why would God do this? Love. He wants to be consumed by you. He wants to be a part of that which knits you together. The bread feeds your body. The Eucharist within it, God within it, feeds your soul. He wants inside of you and me. And as we take Him in, we become more like Him. Our soul changes. Our body changes. (laughs) This is why it's the blessed sacrament. Because that's love. And that's humility the creator of the universe, the sustainer of all things, he who was, who is, who is to come, the unconquerable, the invincible Lord, wants to be with you so badly that he comes to us in a form. It's just bread. This is an insanity that only love can produce. Moms and dads, you get this better than the rest of us. You know what it is to be consumed by another and for another. But imagine that times infinity and you've got a shadow of what God's got for you. That's the Eucharist. That's the blessed sacrament. Our goal is reverence, right? Basically means awareness. Think about what you're doing. Because God comes to us in such a common form, it's easy to take it for granted or to forget how unbelievable this is. I can't believe I get to hold him. I I don't deserve it. Trust me. And if I may be so bold, you don't deserve it either. But we're not the arbiters of that. It's not our gift, so we don't make that determination. He who is the gift does, and he says to you, you're worth it. And he's always right. So that means you and I are wrong about ourselves. We're wrong about ourselves because we judge by our performance and by what we can get done. And, and I, where was first reading? Was that you, Norm? Did you do the first reading? Right? Where there's Moses. And he's got all of Israel together and he says, this is what God wants. And what do they do? They're all like, yeah, sign me up. That which the Lord has said we will do. And two chapters later, they're like, can we go back to Egypt? Two chapters. For us, that's Monday, yeah? Did God give up? No, because he doesn't love by performance. He kept going. He kept pushing. He kept driving until we, and he will, until we get it. You are loved this much. There is nothing you want more than God wants you. And if our Catholicism starts with that, we'll light the world on fire. We'll light it on fire. If we're running around shrieking to everyone about what rules they aren't obeying, which, by the way, are usually the ones we do, yeah? It's not going to work. Or it'll work by bringing in scared and angry people. We got plenty. But what if our approach was... Come see love. Receive love. Let God enter you. I could go on and on, and you're in so much danger of that. This is just one tiny part of it. You and I don't get to decide who's loved. God does. And it's you. That's who he loves. And he loves you and me enough to become breakable, ignorable, Tiny, insignificant, seemingly, offer a shot at being a deeper part of your life. And you might think, well, father, if it's changing my soul, it doesn't seem to be working. I'm still a jerk. Yeah? I think that sometimes, about you, not me. <laughs> it's working. As you can tell, I don't do a lot on exercise bikes, huh? Yeah? But I've seen people do it. Seems hard. Cuts down on the bacon eating. They paddle and they paddle and they don't get anywhere. Right? thing doesn't move. If it moves, there's an earthquake. It's not the, what you're doing. But people do it because they recognize there's a change happening that they can't quite detect. But over time, it's a transformative change. Same with the Eucharist. Take him in bit by bit, he's so patient and so gentle because we are so tiny. It's happening. You hold fast. So I'll stop now. But I urge us to be eternally grateful for a God who's so in love with us that the only word I can think of to describe his response to that love is utter insanity. He's crazy for you. That's what defines you. That's what walks with you the rest of your life. And that is what poured out all of himself for a shot at a relationship with you. Let that be your joy. Amen? Amen.